Good evening, my friend. Good evening, Ali. Good evening. Good, good evening, Fernando. I don't know. It's, it's morning, I think. You it's now, morning. <laughs> the sun's okay. still not up over here. It's morning oh, time. Oh, so good morning. Mm. How are you? Everything I'm okay? Good. I'm good. Good, I'm good, good, I'm good. What, what about you? Alhamdulillah, everything is good. We're excited about this special episode that we're recording today. Yeah. We we have organized a really good virtual round table uh, on the 10 years after the Arab Spring, you know? So this is a really exciting episode for me. How are yes, you? Yes. What do you think? Yes. How do you think? Yeah, yeah. The topic is very important. It, it, it has been a very controversial uh, topic in, so, the, in the South and in the, in the North equally because... Um, for more than uh, ten years, right? The, the right. country has, has been, yeah, has been overwhelmed well, with the crisis and conflict just since the Arab Spring began in 2011 here in Yemen. Right. To put it in, in into context for for our audience, our listeners, our viewers, today we're this program will will air will be published uh, right before. February 11, 2021. It'll be 10 years since the Arab Spring, the youth-led revolution in Yemen uh, that, you know, part of the uprisings that swept through the Middle East in 2011. And we are going to discuss the framing, the lead-up to, to the protest. We're going to discuss what took place in Change Square, in uh, Tahrir Square as well. But more important, taking it out of Sanaa, looking at Taiz, looking at Aden, for example, the three main protest areas. And to keep in mind that while the media and everyone has painted it as a peaceful uprising, we do have to keep in mind that after March 2011, uh, we saw a number of fronts where the military allied with former President Ali Abdullah Saleh clashed with forces allied to the opposition, to al Islam Party, to Ali Muqsin, uh, to the Houthis in, in Saada. So we saw the fronts in Western Madrid. We saw clashes outside uh, of Taiz. We saw Adalah, Beida. Uh, and even outside Sana'a, right outside the uh, airport, there were continuous clashes between these two sides. So today, again, we're really excited because we have a virtual roundtable to discuss this. We have invited an excellent group of Yemeni figures to join us. Uh, we will have Dr. Abdul, uh, Abu Bakr al-Kurbi who is the former foreign minister under Ali Abdullah Saleh and during the transition with under President Hadi. We have Mr. Amar al-Bayt, a leader in the SDC in Hirak. His father was president of PDRY, uh, involved in the 1994 uh, civil war between the North and the South. We have Nasr al-Rabi, who is a freelance journalist based in Sanaa. We have Mr. Laviv Nashid again from New York. He will be joining us to 
tell us more about his experience and his views on the uprising. And we have Mr. Ibrahim Katavi, uh, a Yemeni American in New York, who's also will provide that view from 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 outside Yemen, how Yemeni Americans or other Yemenis outside Yemen uh, experience the the uprising in in Yemen, their hopes, the aspirations, and obviously we will move into the aftermath. One of the main themes that we will talk today. Um, it will be the, the impact of the Arab Spring, of the youth-led revolution, on the structure of power in Yemen. In the lead-up to, to the 10-year anniversary, we're going to see a number of articles being published. We're going to see a number of conferences, think tank discussions, everything on a lot of issues. But what we want to do is we want to focus on the impact it ha the revolution had on the power structure. because. That is what we're dealing with today, right, Ali? We're dealing with, you know, multiple centers of power. We're dealing with, you know, new actors, armed, well-funded, uh, surfacing throughout the country. And so we want to see where the Arab Spring started and how it uh, led us to today. So right now we're going to welcome everyone because I think everyone is joining us. Uh, already, we're going to start admitting our good friends into the room. Hello, good, good morning, good evening, everyone. Hey, good morning, Fernando, and good morning, everyone. Assalamu alaikum. Hello, thank you very much to everyone for joining us this morning in New York. Labib Ibrahim, thank you very much. No problem. This evening in, 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 in Yemen with Mr. Al-Bayth Nasser, thank you. Hi. Everybody is... Pleasure. Well. Pleasure. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, always good. We are waiting. Fernando, is that going to be live? No, my friend. Give, okay. me a, give me a quick second. I'm letting. Okay. Give me. Let's. Uh, Ali and I have already introduced our topic today. Um, we are recording. So give me one second. Great. We have everybody joining us here already. Uh, for our audiences, allow me to introduce each one of our guests today. Uh, first, obviously, Dr. Abu Bakr al-Kurbi, foreign, foreign minister of Yemen, uh, through the transition with President Hadi through 2014. Thank you, thank you, doctor, for joining us this evening, your time. Mr. Amr al-Bayth, thank you for joining us, sir, from Aden. We really appreciate you. Uh, leader in the SDC, his father has been a leader in Iraq. And, uh, long history and we really would love to hear everything we can't wait to to hear uh your views your opinions and, and what you've experienced uh, all the last past 10 years uh nasser ravi joining us from from sana thank you nasser uh freelance journalist he's been a longtime friend learned a lot from him thank you very much for joining us this evening Ibrahim uh, Katavi, Yemeni American in New York. 
we actually have not had the pleasure of meeting each other in person. It's always been virtual and social media, but I really appreciate you uh, taking us up on the invitation, joining us and helping us from an outsider perspective almost, yeah, because you experienced this from, from outside Yemen in 2011, very active. And uh, lastly, but not least, is uh, Laviv, Laviv Nashif. He joins us again from New York. Uh, we had him on the first episode. It was a great conversation. I think he went to grab some coffee, so we're going to wait for him uh, in a little bit. But Ali... Uh, I'm here. Excellent. He's listening. <laughs> and Ali, thank you very much uh, from Aden. Ali Mahmoud, our co-host. Uh, we introduced the subject, gentlemen. It's almost, it, it, it's 10 years since the Arab Spring, since the youth left revolution in, in, in Yemen. And the reason why we gathered this very diverse you know, group of, of, of guests today is because we want to hear different perspectives uh, from the experiences of 2011, not just Sanaa Center. You know, a lot of people, a lot of the media that we see today is very Sanaa-centered. You know, we focus on the Arab Spring is always the talk about Change Square versus Tahrir Square, you know, the actors in Sanaa. But what we want to hear from you are the experiences, the opinions from what happened in Sanaa, in Taiz, and in Aden. You know, these very important three centers uh, in 2011. But, you know, what we're most interested in today is the impact on the structure of power. What happened in 2011 um, with the protests that were led by the youth on the, on the ground in the, in, the, in the squares, but yet we saw the conflict outside the cities, outside Sanaa. We saw fighting outside the airport. We saw fighting in Marib. We saw fighting in Taiz. We saw fighting in Dala, Herbeida. So while the media may have presented this peaceful movement, we also have to understand that the regime itself was in conflict, that with the intra-regime you know, uh, conflict was there, uh, where there was a slah against uh, loyalists, Ali Abdullah Saleh, Ali Mohsen's troops against Ali Abdullah Saleh's loyalists, and how this started you know, uprooting the centers of power in, 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 throughout Yemen, not just in Sana'a, not just the center of authority. Uh, and that's part of what we want to hear from you today. What did you see then, and how have you seen that affect or lead up to the conflict today? So, if we can, if we can start uh, today, Doctor Kirby, we'd love to hear. We would love to hear from you uh, first, and your experience, your views on the events leading up to February 11, two thousand. 2011, and the year uh, of conflict, the year of, of the uprising in 2011. How can you recall that year? Uh, good evening, everybody. I'm glad uh, to join you on this session. And uh, uh, let me start, first of all, by uh, reminding you of the fact that uh, you, Fernandez, had already uh, uh, indicated is that before the really the youth uh, uprising in, in, in Sana'a, in, in Yemen in general, 
there was already a, a, a conflict brewing between powers, political powers in in, in Yemen, between the Nasrallah Party and others, and uh, the government at the time, and this was demonstrated by the, the continuous process of negotiation between the political parties to resolve many of the issues that evolved after the uh, 2006 elections. Uh, and and the, at that time, uh, as you know, it was a very competitive elections, but uh, there were demands to reform the electoral, electoral system. There were demands for uh, really to re, uh, re revamp the state, uh, overall revamping of the state. And uh, at the same time, there was demands for political, economic, and social reforms. So there was a battle. There was a, a, a hidden, really, uh, instability in the form of, if you, if you remember, the uh, attacks on the uh, pipelines, on the uh, electricity towers, and etc. So there was already an existing instability, I think, uh, which maybe uh, was taken advantage of uh, when the Arab Spring or the youth uprising in Yemen to, uh, came to, uh, uh, to, uh, to existence. Uh, I believe really uh, now we have to look at the uprising in Yemen in a different context from other Arab countries for two reasons, or three reasons maybe. Uh, one is uh, the uh, Yemen has already, after the unification of the country, has already established uh, the uh, democratic system, the peaceful transfer of power, and uh, which was truly, I mean, in its early stages, but it was there already. And one should have really done everything really to see how we can make it better, how we can embolden the uh, uh, criticism of the government, of uh, reforms process, and, and other things. Uh, and therefore, uh, uh, the process for change in Yemen, uh, reform in Yemen, should have been really constitutional, uh, rather than uh, instructionist, as it is now, as we have seen in, uh, uh, in the United States of America. But at that time, and, uh, there were the Arab Revolution or Arab Spring in Tunisia and in Egypt and in Libya. And, uh, and people in Yemen, unfortunately, the youth and other political parties uh, just uh, took advantage of that situation, believing that this is the quickest way to uh, achieve the objectives of reforms, uh, reforms that have not really materialized, unfortunately, as we see at the moment in Yemen. Uh, and even uh, the worst, I think, of all is that even if he, when Yemen produced uh, the best, I think, political solution for then the conflict that started in 2011 and after 2011 through the GCC initiative, uh, instead of trying to build on it really and stabilize the situation, uh, the uh, transitional period was actually manipulated in, in ways that did not really deliver the objectives of uh, stabilizing Yemen and enhancing the process of democracy and peaceful transfer of power. So uh, these, these are the two points. The third one is, I think, that the leadership of the, for the youth uh, uh, wasn't really very clear. They had a, a lot of slogans, ambitions, but no leadership, no direction. And therefore, it, was, it wasn't, they weren't able really to continue uh, 
uh, the process of they, they wanted to initiate, and the political parties came really and hijacked their uh, attempt to reform the system in Yemen. So this is my starting remarks. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you very much uh, for summarizing uh, your views, your your opinion from from the events on uh, leading up to to the uprising. Uh, Mr. Amr Al Bayt uh, from the South, how how did the South experience and and, and mainly you know was it an Aden centric view that 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 we still have on 2011 or did we see this throughout? the southern provinces uh, in Yemen. Well, first, thank you, Fernando, and your respective guests for, for having us uh, stay with you and hope that we have a good uh, you know, good, uh, good talk today. Well, uh, well as you know, the, 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 uh, the perspective is, is, is different from, from, from our side uh, than, uh, than from, uh, from the northern side or the, the, the Sana'a side. Of the of the uh, of the whole scene, as as you know, we we, we look at it as um, um, after 1994, the the the, uh, the unity is not there anymore, and 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 uh, formed his, his own country, uh, his own system uh, based on, on on the balance of of the uh, classical powers in, in the north. Um, yeah, then, then I think he couldn't manage that balance uh, uh, of the of the classical uh, powers, and and and, uh, and then the the uh, they started by different means. I was uh, as, as Dr. Kirby was saying, 2016 after the, the uh, during the uh, at that time it was it's called the Laqal Mushtarak as I remember, and 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 as it goes on uh, till. Um, Till, uh, till the Arab Spring, and 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 they got the opportunity to to use that uh, uh, where where we see it is, is more of a of a coup uh, that one of the uh, one of the one of the sides among the the, the political structure uh, that Saleh formed, uh, like for example Ali Mahsin and Zindani and the, and the, the Muslim Brotherhood took over and used those. Uh, uh, people's and youngsters' uh, ambitions to 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 uh, um, yeah to to, um, to to correct the imbalance that was that was created uh, during uh, Saleh's time uh, after '94. Um, so from our our thinking is you now everything is, is totally uh, it's, it's totally different scene. And uh, as I told you, in the north it was a struggle between. How to 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 control the country? It's a power struggle. But in the south, was was um, as you know, the southern movement was started uh, 2017 before 2011 uh, with four years, and that struggle was uh, was to uh, regain the independence of the south South Yemen as we see it as uh, the the unity that the southern was was calling for. Was uh, was not anymore there after 1994, and and was replaced by an occupation and by the country that Saleh formed by himself and his and his northern uh, classical powers. Um, so yeah, that's that's our perspective, and, and so it's totally different scene. In Aden, it was it was about it's about struggling to gain independence, 
uh, and the North was struggles that was hijacked, as you say, by the political and used by the political powers, uh, classical powers especially, to to um, to uh, yeah to 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 gain power uh, with with, uh, with Saleh. So that's that's the that's the general um, theme uh, between the two sides, and and for sure it has different uh, reasons behind it. Not only the the, the uh, uh, not only because of that, it's because of the decentralization and centralization and the differences. Of the kind of, but we'll go we'll go through that in the in the in the coming thoughts for sure. Right, right. So you you mentioned Liqa al Mushtarak. That's the uh, JMP, the Joint Meeting Parties that that formed the opposition to President Saleh in two thousand six in the presidential election uh, with Ben Shamlan as the as the presidential candidate. Uh, Nasser, thank you, uh, Mr. Ahmed Nasser. Uh, you are a journalist. You have a totally different perspective uh, uh, from from a journalistic point of view. Uh, how did you see the developments leading up to 2011 and during the Arab Spring from Change Square and uh, Tahrir? You're still muted, Nasser. Nasser. You're still muted, my friend. Yes, thank you. Yes. I'm sorry, thank you. Well, the so-called Arab Spring was um, a ray of hope, a glimmer of hope, but unfortunately, it turned out to be chaos. And... Um, Anarchy, let me say. Um, and uh, we are ending up to this uh, case. We are witnessing this case until now, after uh, 10 years. So, um, but this does not mean that um, people, uh, um, or it was wrong thing. I was very enthusiastic. I was supporting, I was one of the supporters of that uprising. And um, I hoped to have, I hoped for Yemen to have a state of justice, a state of law and order, and uh, um, uh, a state of uh, sovereignty and dignity. But uh, this is still uh, not achieved. Um, and maybe now the, the difficulties we are facing now and Yemen is facing now is even more difficult than it, than it was or than it were at the time. Uh, because now Yemen is divided, not only in two, but into five or six or so, um, people are uh, highly polarized. Uh, tribes also are highly polarized. Uh, not only between south and north, uh, north as I told you, it's within uh, Yemen, the whole Yemen. But that's we the thing, right, Nasser? That's the thing, yeah. right, Nasser, that that in 2011, in Change Square in particular, uh, uh, around Sana'a University, 
we saw the tents being occupied by Houthis, by Islam, by Shirakis, the socialists, by independent uh, university students. There were all maybe not friends, maybe not allies, because there was still a lot of fighting uh, amongst them uh, inside Change Square. But they had a goal, right? They, they, they all agreed on, on one goal. But today, is it more that, you know, the, the common enemy, you know, Ali Abdullah Saleh has been removed. So now what's keeping all of these groups uh, from coming together now, putting aside some of their differences and trying to reach an agreement? What's keeping them so divided? What, 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 is, what is creating this, this, this rivalry, this fighting? I think I think what keeps them uh, divided is that they never had uh, a unified vision. They never had um, um, a plan, a clear plan. Um, um, also, a, a leadership. But let me be uh, realistic. Uh, plan, vision. The plan and the vision were completely different from the very beginning. Uh, everyone uh, seemed to have uh, to have been thinking of his own uh, uh, revolution and his own uh, state, his own um, uh, democracy. Not uh, uh, common things that. Uh, can bring uh, all together and uh, let them stand together for uh, forming and building one Yemen. But everyone wanted to have his own Yemen. This is the only thing, this is the only explanation, explanation that we can say, because now they are killing each other now. They are not only, not only politically different, but they are killing each other. And they are uh, loyal to different countries outside Yemen, unfortunately. Right, right. Labib, to, to take on this theme uh, brought up by Nasser, uh, you know, in you were at Change Square in 2011, as, as we heard from you during our first episode. You saw what was going on, who was at Change Square, and I don't know if you crossed the line and went into Tahrir Square to see the GPC side, but, you know, I was going back and forth. Uh, to this image of unity in, in Change Square in 2011, where, you know, I walked tent to tent to tent and I saw what was going on, what groups were Houthi, what groups were Islam, what groups were, you know, youth, independent youth, you know, from the university. Um, uh, the the Ishtiraki corner, you know, by the juice bar right outside the, the, the front gate, you know. Um, what happened to even this image of unity from 2011? You, you, you know, it wasn't peaceful. There were fighting. There was fighting inside Change Square, arguing, fighting over the stage, everything. But at least everybody, when it was time to protest, you, you saw groups of diverse groups going up to the front, you know, to protest. But now, what's happened to that unity? Uh, good evening and good morning for people here in America. Good morning for you, Fernando, first. Do you hear me? Yes, thank you. Well, 
uh, I'm gonna start with the reasons. For, first of all, uh, uh, I just wanna, I know Graham Al-Qatabi, he knows me well, and uh, for the others, uh, Dr. Kirby, who I met him just one time here in New York City, um, uh, on I think 7th, December 7th, uh, 2000, uh, 2000, after the, you know, bad events happened in Sana'a in December, 2018 or 19, I don't remember even now. But um, yes, I was there in uh, in uh, 2011 with the with the people, students from the university and uh, and the youth revolution. And uh, I'm totally independent politically. I mean, I never been in any political party before. I'm really I'm politi- I, I, I n- never joined. Uh, like any party uh, to decide going to this youth revolution I had my like like the others I have my own reasons I saw a country huge big great country controlled by one person based on his mood Um, this is very important point I met Ali Abdullah Saleh like two times. Nobody can say that this guy didn't like his country or didn't love his country. He did a lot. But the way he was controlling the country was not the right way. People around him, house around him, were many of them were bad. Uh, and that time in 2011, this is just short words. I don't know if the others were with us in Sahar Tagheer, but for those who were not there, in 2011, I was a project general, uh, uh, a project manager for the MENA, North Africa and, and uh, uh, Eastern Middle East. Middle East, yeah. Yes, for, for, for working for a Swiss company. My salary was that time $6,000. I have residence in Swiss, in, in Switzerland. I had everything that if anyone was like looking for, for people who said, oh, those people who went to Sahat Tahrir, they went there looking for a job. They went there looking for money. They went there looking for a position in the future. We didn't go there to look for something like that. The real reason for us to went there to change the whole situation in our country. I can I can talk here like two hours, but, but there is, uh, I mean, this episode for not for listening to my reasons why I went there. I just give you a brief why and uh, uh, why we went there as an independent people. Now, the result that. The results that we wanted at that time is to see democracy in our country, real democracy. When we started there, we formed a com- committee for people. We called Abdul Janadi. We called uh, 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 Amin Juman. We called some people around or close to Ali Abdullah Saleh, and we told them, please, we need only four things, only four things. That was in the Second week when we started in 2011, we need you guys to 
um, first of all, take the corrupted people to the jail. This is first, not to reward them. There is a lot of files for people who did bad things in our country. All, all what you want, all what you need is just take them to the jail. That's it, to the court first and the jail. Second, please change the record for the uh, uh, election. Third, please, let's sit together, you guys, in not us and independent people, no, sit there, talk together, and create a, a, a committee, election committee, uh, which controls the, uh, I mean, I mean, clear and clean election in our country. All right? Get the right things. That's all what we wanted. We didn't want to change Ali Abdullah Saleh. And if Dr. Kirby remember, or you guys, <clears throat> we started saying, Yaskut al-Rais, after the soldiers killed our friends. But in the beginning, we were calling to send people, bad people, to the court to change something. Abdul Ghanidi was laughing at us. <clears throat> Muammar al-Iriani, who was my classmate in the high school, by the way, he sent me a message to say, hey, uh, you can get 3,000, 3,000, uh, 35,000 real Yemeni to get every single one from this area. And um, even Al-Azi Shaif, if I believe that Dr. Kirby knows him. So four, only four requests. We wrote them in a paper, we sent them, and we told them, I went to Ahmed al-Ansi, the brothers of Ali al-Ansi, to his house. I told him, please, talk to you, your brother to talk to Ali Abdullah Saleh. Please, let's do the right things in the beginning. Nobody answered us. And they started killing us. And more people came. And then Al-Liqa al-Mushtarak pushed many and thousands and thousands of people because there was chance. Who gave them the chance? People in the power in Salman. And this committee, after, in this committee that you had, uh, Labib, were any, how inclusive was it, or 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 what were the hopes for that committee inside Change Square? We know that you described this relationship, reaching out to to the Salah regime, to to the officials, but within Tahrir, within the square, how was it between you you guys? It was a, it was a Jama Square, not a Tahrir Square. Right, Change Square. Sorry, in uh, Change Square. Uh, how was it with the relations with the other parties that were participating in, in the protest? When we, when we started, by the way, it's, it's good here to mention this for the history. I just, I mean, uh, when we started, I was, I was outside Yemen. And when I came in third, February 3rd, uh, I came direct from the airport to the area because I was, I was watching in the TV. So I saw some of my friends, like engineers. We, I, I'm, I'm a petroleum engineer in a way, so I saw some of them. And when I called them, they said, let's meet there and let's do something. We were individual, like people individual. No parties, no political parties. Don't ever listen to someone saying that started this. Nobody started this. Small people. And by the way, there was only one guy, the biggest guy between us, is Ahmed Saif Hashim. 
I didn't know him. However, he is the uh, uh, parliament member from our area, from Al Abus. So, sorry, that day he just got his salary and he paid his salary to buy the first tent. And from there we started. Ahmed Saif Hashid in, in, in February 11, actually. Uh, if, no if we can, yeah. If, if you can just summarize the issues, because uh, if we go uh, in, in talking in details about the events, as you said, we will need uh, days really to talk about them on how things progressed. And I think the objective yeah. is, so, uh, is to define the responsibilities and consequences and a resolution for no. what's happening at the moment. No, no, no. What, what I'm saying here, Doctor, is when we started, we started with a good uh, tensions. We didn't no start with the bad yes. Yeah. Yes. No and, and yes, yes. After the delay of response from from people in power in Sana'a at that time, uh, the political parties came with a huge amount of people. And then what happened was in their hands, not in our hands. Things took out of our hands as independent people, as a youth. It, yeah, it became like a political issues. People they taken re, uh, revenge uh, against each other. Right. Sort this of what, is what uh, happened at the end. And one, one, one more thing. After that happened in 2013, we tried, we tried as independent, we tried to 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 bring them again to the same table. Like we went to to Abdul Karim Al Iriani, rahmatullah alayh. Uh, we went to uh, to everybody, everybody. The president of Islam, the president of Houthi, the president of uh, of Shabil Aam, just to talk to them. We don't want this civil war in the future. Please try to, but nobody was listening. Nobody right. was listening. Right. Let me let me jump over to to Ibrahim and 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 hear you know his his uh, views his how the Yemeni-American community saw these events, uh, you know, developing in, in, in 2011. Ibrahim? Uh, first of all, um, assalamu alaikum jamian. Um, thank you for having us, Fernando, uh, and your D1 uh, broadcast. Um, so basically the, um, you know, the two, 2011 uprising, the Arab Spring, um, the Yemeni Arab Spring, to me, honestly, is one of the most beautiful movements in Yemen's uh, history, not only recent history, but entire history. It was one of the most beautiful um, uprising that it was uh, done peacefully all across the country by youth, by women, civil society, uh, tribes, all joined hand in hand to basically demand a change in the regime. And we're not talking about just reforms like Dr. Gibby was, was mentioning. People wanted a new democratic system, a decentralized system. As you recall that, you know, the regime was one of the most corrupted regimes by all accounts, and you know, Transparency International and everyone knows it was one of the most corrupted regimes. Not only that, but it was one of the most centralized regimes in the, in the region where one tribe, one family controls everything. Um, you know, going back to the Beal uh, points, uh, you know, Saleh hijacked also the unity. Um, in 1994, when the war, um, 
you know, against the be the party and 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 group and the South. Just to remind everyone, it was not just North South. Most of the people uh, back then in the South wanted unity, um, but it was unfortunately was hijacked by the Saleh regime. All the partners in the, in, the, in the South were excluded, and so the system, instead of being a democratic system, that it was uh, the aim is to ensure that power and autonomy is distributed among all Yemenis from all across, um, you know, the country. Not only one tribe, the Hashid tribe, and 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 the um, in the north. And so, um, you know, the twenty thousand. 11 uprising, as we all know, Yemenis were so proud of it, was like part of the whole process. People don't go into a revolution uh, with just a one demand or just a list of demands of reforms. People wanted a change, wanted a new regime, wanted a regime by the people, for the people, and not by Saleh and his family. Uh, as you recall, you know, Saleh's fam- Saleh wanted to install his, his son, and that's not a democracy. Saleh is supposed to be out of power eight years after 1990, right? So if we're talking about democracy, Saleh cannot just be at the helm of the of power um, for decades. It's supposed to be a, democ- a democracy. We're supposed to go into election, president's terms. It's um, only eight years, four and four, but it kept going. And so, um, you know, just to say that it was just a struggle between both groups, the, the, the people on the ground have nothing to do with what was going on between the Saleh parties and, and, and the other parties. People want to change, and I think it was just about time. Prior to the 20, um, 2011 uprising, you know, Yemen have a very strong civil society, right? So there was a lot of movement by human rights organizations, by students' movement. And so there was a, a good sense of belonging all across the country. Yeah, some, some folks in the, in the South thought the national dialogue was not, is not, was not addressing their grievances. But the whole point in Yemen, the whole struggle was to make sure that we have a true democratic system, a federal system that will ensure people from anywhere in the country can have access to rights and power, can have access to national resources and their own resources and, and every, everywhere. You know, as you remember, Hadramaut and Shabwa and, and Ma'rib produce most of the Yemen's oil, yet they don't have any basic services. So the problem was, it was the regime, uh, and people needed um, a change, and that revolution was part of it. But then, you know, Nasser was talking about um, how now we're in a very difficult time, and how that, you know, uprising turned into almost a nightmare. No, that's not the true, uh, you you know, uh, framing of the uprising. We know um, that there was a counter-revolution in the whole region led by United Arab Emirates and Saudi Arabia. Um, and so that's, that's the true problem. They overturned an election and a democracy in Egypt when they installed a puppets that led um, you know, by a military means. And so we need to look at what's going on in, in, in the region and what's going on within Yemen. Yet Yemen, we have differences, we have uh, different agendas, but we all wanted a, a true democracy. That's exactly what people wanted on the ground. But, you know, when the war started in Yemen, Saleh's regime, with the assistance of, of, of um, oh, Saleh's party back then, with the assistance of the United Arab Emirates, they thought they could overthrow uh, the transitional regime by uh, doing the same thing that was done in Egypt. We knew they were letting the Houthis go 
all the way in, marching all the way to Aden. Houthis is a, you know, a, a group that they think they better than everyone. They have the supreme rights to control everyone's life. But I don't think it was the Houthis that were doing it on their own. Houthis were used as a cover, but then Hezbollah was, was, was directing them and Iran was helping them to actually capture uh, power. But the point is, they was a counter-revolution trying to overthrow and to stop the development, the outcome of the national dialogue to Yemenis going into uh, becoming a democratic system. That means we're going to have some sort of uh, a powerful you know, regime going forward. We're going to have economic means. We're going to have political means. And we're going to be part of the region. But, right. you know, UAE and Saudi Arabia didn't want any democratic system next door. And so they hijacked the whole revolution. And we see what, what they're doing today, for example, in Aden. And instead of empowering the, the, the legitimate government, as they claim they're trying to empower the legit, legitimate government, they actually undermine it by creating new militias we've seen in the South to overthrow the government they claim to support. And, and now, and, and Mahara, for example, there are about 15 uh, Saudi military um, bases, and, and they're not there to, 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 um, to uh, you know, uh, attack the Houthis. They're there to basically trying to cut some lands like they did in the past. The, the hijacking and the occupation right now in Sugatra Islands of not allowing the Yemeni government to return. So it, it was part of uh, what happened after the uprising, after the national dialogue. It was, it was a hijacking by Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates and, and, and putting us and, and making us look to the world as we just poor, we need some sort of humanitarian aid. And that's not the true. Yemen need, and Yemenis yeah. need a democracy. And that's exactly what we've been talking about. Uh, Ibrahim, in, in, if I may, Dr. Ruko question. In, in, in New York, in, 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 in Michigan, the Yemeni American community, were they as, you, you know, united? Was there unity in the perspective of what was going on in, in Yemen during 2011? Or did we actually see, you know, divisions within the Yemeni community here, you know, one support, you know, supporting one side or another, et cetera? Did, how did you see the reaction here from the ground among Yemeni Americans? It, it was beautiful. Uh, people were united for the cause of, of the, uh, I, I, I challenge that argument, Ibrahim. I don't think they were united. Let me, let, let, I, I, I could say it. I could, I could say it. So, you know, just like the Dr. Gibby thinks that some of Saleh's puppets in the United States think they somehow, it's not. Why, why are they puppets and their oppositions are not of puppets as well? Once you support a dictatorship, that's not a democratic we cannot get anywhere with this uh, dogmatic approach to the problem. So now we are 10 years from 2011. So we don't need to repeat the same dogma. I agree and, with and, and, you, and the, the rhetoric I, that led to this situation. Dr. Gerbi, I agree with you. Uh, and I remember when you came to New York, you were part of the you were against the youth-led revolution, and that's crystal clear. The point is... I wasn't, I wasn't against it at all. I don't know who gave you that impression. Uh, I actually was one of those who had dialogue with the youth, and some of the youth in, in, in Sahat. So, so, I, I, I was aware that they, were, they have uh, very good intentions, but they, they lack the leadership. They lack the leadership. 
So, and this is the reason why it was hijacked. So, you know, I just agree. going back, I don't, I don't I think with Dr. Kirby. So, um, so just that's a, that's a way to distract when you say they don't have a leadership, they don't have demands and and X, Y, and Z. There was an, an, a, a dialogue then afterwards. Let's say they didn't have uh, leadership in the beginning, but then there was the national dialogue that brought everyone together. Who hijacked that process? Where, where, where were you at the time? Where were you at the time? In New York? No, I was back and, and I actually attended the first protest in Yemen. And I was part, and I came to the national dialogue. And I ha- I've been following it. It's, it's, not a, it's not about whether you're in New York or not. The point yes, going yes, back- it is. It is. It is. Of course, it is important. People who are on the ground and know the interactions on the ground are much more able to judge things than those who live 10,000 or 15,000 kilometers away from it and rely on what is broadcast from one TV station or another. This is this is one one of the things, and and, and this is why we we wanted to to bring all of you, you know, as many you know, representatives of, of parties as possible is to, to bring this, this view. Um, Dr. Kirby, you, you know, we, we have to admit that, you know, the diaspora, the Yemeni diaspora, you, you, you know, they, they've always have a place in, in these, in such reform movements and everything. You know, I'm Mexican-American, I'm, you know, the Mexican-American community here in the U.S. is essential to democratic reform in Mexico. And, and so, when we, you know, the Yemeni American community sends billions of dollars into Yemen, uh, to Yemen, not just the Saudis, not just the, in, in Saudi Arabia and everything. So I do think that what was going on in New York and Michigan and in Central California uh, was kind of vital. I mean, this is, you know, governments might not like the way that we migrants can, 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 can interfere in domestic politics, but I, I think it's, it's fundamental, you know. Um, Ali Mahmoud, uh, I know you've been uh, listening to everything. What, from, from your experience uh, as a Adeni, uh, you, you know, in 2011, uh, how did you see it? And, and, and you have some questions for, for, for our guests. Yeah, um, let me uh, welcome everybody, Dr. Karbi, Rahim, uh, Nasser, and Mr. Amr al uh, and Habib. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Uh, I had. I mean, uh, a question for Dr. Karbi. Uh, as Amr al-Biyat said, because we, in the South, we, we weren't, I mean, a part of it. And uh, the, the, the youth revolution doesn't, uh, didn't exist in the, the South. I mean, the South has been on struggle for more, more than 20, 20 years. The, the, the situation in the South was different, as Amr al-Biyat said. was totally different. But uh, since, since we have this discussion, let me ask Dr. Karbi, what does Yemen need to get out of this vicious circle now, nowadays? Let's, let's, let's forget about the details, what happened, but let's focus on, on now. What, what does Yemen need to get out of this vicious circle? Well, thank you. I think this is a very, uh, very good question. I think this is uh, what everybody, every sincere Yemeni has to think about. Uh, we are, as Yemenis, are extremely good at blame game. Everybody would like to blame others for the mistakes and will not admit that he has contributed to the situation we are in at the moment. 
there are many issues that has to be resolved. As you know, uh, as I said earlier, when the youth movement started in 2011, they had the best of intentions, but they lacked direction and leadership. And there were many reasons for that. One of them, of course, is that part of this movement was really was instigated from outside. And then what we made worse is that it was hijacked. So unfortunately, those who, who should have taken the stand to see that the reforms and the democratic processes improved and so on were marginalized or eliminated. And this is uh, what has led to the situation. And this was as a result of what? As a result that the alliance that took over, hijacked the process, was an alliance of hate. They, they hated the regime, they hated Ali Abdullah Saleh. And hate led to the situation that we are in because they have no common political agenda. They have different objectives. They have conflicts within, them, within themselves. And this is what has produced the situation we are in at the moment. So this is now very difficult to rectify because all these groups have scattered in different camps. Some are pro-Saudi Arabia, some are pro-Emirates, some are pro-Qatar, some are probably pro-Turkey. And, and therefore, how you bring them together is very difficult. And this is why at the moment, I think just like the youth in 2011 were calling for reforms, now we have to have the a new movement on how to save Yemen, how to get really the, those who care about Yemen. I think there are issues we know are of concern to us, Saudi situation, the southern situation. But this, at the moment, if we try to resolve these solutions at, without having, first of all, united ourselves and agreeing that there are issues that, that we have to settle. Doctor, is the Riyadh agreement is the Riyadh agreement between the Hadi government and the SDC a step forward? Do you see it as a step forward? Well, I, I already uh, made a tweet about it the day after, and I said there are so many hidden things in this agreement that makes it very difficult to be fully implemented. Okay, and I don't think that the intentions are sincere between the two sides on implementing it. And this is why we, are, we, see, we see the delays and the difficulties at the moment. So you don't see this as a step forward toward reconciliation, toward a priest process? Well, I, I look at it if, if the uh, uh, legitimate government, that's called legitimate government, now implements the Riyadh agreement in order to have a, a common and united front to go to the comprehensive political solution negotiations, then step forward. But if it is going to complicate the situation and increase the conflict within the southern Yemen with the legitimate government, then it is going to handle it. Right, right. If you can, if you can give me one quick moment. Very, uh, I think, sincere remarks. And I think what we need at the moment, especially uh, the, your other uh, members of the group must realize that I am 70 years old. So I, I look at things in a very different perspective from the way they look at them. Yes, exactly. Okay. Uh, I, 
I, I see the disaster our country is moving and continuing to move. And unfortunately, there are voices that only raise hate, accusing people who differ with their opinions, and they don't think of the Yemeni 30 million Yemeni people now who are suffering in every way of life. And yet we continue to talk about objectives that are, haven't materialized. Everybody you ask in Yemen today will say to you, we are in a worse situation now than they, we were in 2011. And who says differently to that, I, I doubt whether his sincerity about understanding the, the suffering of the Yemeni people. Thank you very much, so, Doctor. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why I invited you, Ali and I invited you, because we wanted that senior voice and that experience you had. We may not uh, agree you, on everything. Thank you, thank you, Richard. We may not thank agree. You, I, w I wish you well. I wish you well. Thank we you. have friends, and I haven't seen you for a long time. I wish you well. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you all. Thank you, Doctor. All thank you for joining you. us. Thank and, you. And I, we, can, we can all work together and see how we can save Yemen. Okay. Thank you, Doctor. Uh, gentlemen, uh, as I was saying, you, you, you know, we may not agree, or you as Yemenis may not agree on, on, on everything, but we do have to, you know, uh, consider the, the, the different points of view and, and, and help us get through, help Yemen and Yemenis get through different hurdles. Uh, my friend Nasser, uh, I'll, 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 I'll ask you the same question Ali asked Dr. Kirby, you know. Uh, where do you see the path forward uh, toward uh, in, in, in this uh, in, in this conflict? Yemen, Yemen is still going nowhere, but we could go to we could be or we could be in the right way in the right direction if we think more seriously of Yemen, uh, not of our partisan or our sectarian or our regional interests. So we need to, uh, to rescue Yemen as a whole, Yemen, Yemen for Yemenis as a whole. And then second, second, secondly, we think, we then think of our, uh, of our, uh, uh, of, of the second interest like the regional, like the uh, sectarian, like the partisan, like uh, all these things. So I think that the, the way, the, the, the best way out is always through, as they say. The best way out is always through. I mean that we, we admit that we are in a quagmire, we are in curse, we are in anarchy, we are in a problem, in a big problem, in a disaster. And when we admit, all Yemenis admit that we are in this disaster, in this catastrophe, in this quagmire, uh, I think then we will, we will definitely find ways, a million ways to, uh, to, to, to get through uh, and, uh, and to go uh, to get through uh, this uh, problem and this uh, this disaster. Let me before I get to Mr. Amir Al Bayes, can can I ask Ibrahim uh, a quick question because I think he has to go as well. So Ibrahim, if you can uh, give us a quick uh, comment on, on this question from Ali, you know where where is the way out uh, of this chaos? So I think we Yemenis need to come together. 
whether we from the south and the north or and elsewhere. And we need to come together uh, under a common goal, which is what's the benefits and, and, and a better future for all Yemenis. I want to see someone from, from Aden to control Aden. I want to see someone from Hadramaut to control Hadramaut. I want to see someone from Sa'da to control Sa'da. I, I'm talking about a federal system for everyone. We need to know what's in the best interest of Yemeni South, North, East, and West, and not to be a puppet for an outside agenda or interest. We know very well that the region doesn't want the best interest of Yemenis, even in the South. You know, mm-hmm. even if they claim to, to, to support the Southern movement, it's not for the benefits of people in the South. I don't have any problem with South regaining independence as long as it is going to be an independent and not to be hijacked and occupied by some sort of regional powers. So the interest for all of us, we need to sit and learn uh, and, and, and appreciate each other. We need to come up with a system. And I think the system, it starts at the end of the national dialogue, right? We, that's the starting point. And now we need to think on how to share power, national resources to make sure but that does this come out. But does this come out through the UN process or is there a need for a different track? I mean, this is one of the main questions. I think we need to accept each other. I think Yemeni have to start talking to each other and trying and, and, and to eliminate the, the culture of hate and division and the start. And that's becomes, that's supposed to be part of the leadership of, of all political parties, all different groups within the country. I don't think the UN have ever resolved any problem anywhere. We live in that country. It is our kids, our family members that live in the country, we suffer from what's going on in the country. So we need to learn how to accept each other. We need to learn how to share power with each other. We need to learn how to build a better country for all of us, where there is an equal system, equal distribution of power and wealth, and a system that would ensure someone from Al-Hudaydah become the next president, and not only someone from the South or the North. So we need that's the only way forward. Otherwise, even if you divide the South from the North, we're going to go keep going in a cycle of wars and hate and we killing each other and, and we will never stop. The only thing that would stop us and put us in the right direction is by building a system, a democratic, decentralized system, I think maybe similar to what's in the U.S., where we all can be part of it. We all can build together. We all can create jobs and economy. We all can build urban cities like we see today in Dubai and Doha and elsewhere, all across the shores from north to south. That's the only way forward. Otherwise, we're going to keep damaging our country. We're going to keep creating a a true destruction that is not going to help anyone, whether in the south or in the north. Right. Thank you very much, Ibrahim. Uh, Ustad Amr. Uh, what do you think? What What is the way forward? Is, is there a way out of this chaos? Is the Riyadh Agreement a, a step forward? Uh, you know, how is the STC dealing with the UN peace uh, track? Okay, thank you. Thank you, Fernando. Uh, well, I, I think I'll, I'll have several comments and, and, and different. I'll, I'll just go back to, the, to, the, uh, to what happened. Uh, at that time, then I'll, I'll, we'll talk about the reality, what's happening right now, and, and what's the the, the 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 solution. What we think is the solution for for, for us and for, for everyone. I hope, well, particularly for us, because I don't want to give solutions for others, like others are giving us, us a solution that we should like uh, now 
unfortunately, Mr. Ibrahim saying that the, the, the South, as long as the South is not controlled by others, no, we know the South. We, it's our country, it's our land. We know what's right for us. And we don't want that dogma again, as Mr. Qirbi was saying, that dictating from the North what's, what's good for us, what's not good for us. So that's the beginning. Uh, what happened in the, in the 2011, uh, um, I mean, from 2007, as you know, the Southern Movement, the protest was, was from 2007, the peaceful, but there was different struggles from the South, um, uh, not accepting what happening in the, in the South since 1994. So what happened in the, that we didn't get any solidarity from the North, from all the political parties from 2007 till until 2011. Then, the, the Arab Spring or the Yemeni Spring, was what they call it, the revolution, also came up with the same mentality that they didn't still realize the South, that there is something happening in the South. And then they tried to, 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 to hijack also the, the perception, the, 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 the collective will of the Southern people by decorating another Political as representing the South, taking it to the to the to the to the, uh, the what's so called the, the the national dialogue that the South rejected and and uh, and wasn't represented in it and and even that even that group wasn't wasn't uh, was trying to they tried to, to trick it and try to form another group within that group and and we know that the the, the history and 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 that in that situation so. So the idea behind it that, no, we want you, but we want you through our lenses, through our uh, uh, perspective of how we see it, we'll give you the solution, we'll give you the, the, the vehicle that you have to come to us and discuss your issue the way we want you to discuss it. We would want, the way we want us to discuss it, not us, the Southern. I mean, the, the political parties in the, in, the, in the North and the power in the North, the, the classical powers in the North. At that time, yeah, the Islah wants, wants to have his, his, his own, like, yeah, as, as everyone's saying that the, the Islah, uh, the parties have different plans. Yeah, for sure. The, the Islah used to have, um, wants to have an Islamic state uh, in, in Yemen, as Zindani was saying, through 2021, 2022. But I think in the country, the Houthis did the, the, the Islamic state in his own version. Uh, so, so it's, it's, uh, it's the other way. But it's the classical powers who took control, how they see it. And unfortunately, even the revolution, have even Mr. Labib and, 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 and Ibrahim, the youngsters, who, who unfortunately, we, we, we see that they're still trying to, to overstep the South and saying, no, we have a democracy and that's it. But let's come sit on the ground and, and see what's the reality on the ground. There is to totally different angles on the ground that we have to look at it. Not the way that we have, we just look at it in the, from, from, from the, from the square in Sana'a. There is a square on all over the, the, the South that's saying something else. So, so that's, that's what happened at that time. Now, now the, the, uh, uh, from our approach, uh, and how we see it, we see that the, the, the country that was formed by Abu Salah is not anymore there. And Yemen is not, is shattered. It's not anymore that Yemen that Abdullah Saleh created by his own balance. Uh, but the power is everyone is trying to, to get, get uh, uh, their own, their own uh, like 
part of 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 the of, of Yemen and and also trying now to get part of the south too. So uh, what we say that no, we have to sit together. We have to sit on the table and discuss the realities. Why all this has happened? Why the south? The, the problem in the south is not solved yet. And and if they say that the south was solved in the, in the national dialogue, then why are we still talking about it till now? So there is a problem. So there is a problem in 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 how to see how how we're seeing it. So we have to sit and discuss it, and 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 on an open table and and without condition, in in a different vehicle, not the one that they designed. We have to all design it together, the vehicle that we can sit and discuss in it. The problem, uh, Fernando, now that they say no, come and and let's discuss it under the 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 uh, initiative under the national dialogue, and we don't approve that. The South didn't approve that even in 2011. We didn't approve that that the GC initiative is 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 uh, is, uh, is the right vehicle for us. And 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 you know that that we 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 boycotted the the, the election of of Hadi and 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 the South. And there's totally different different message, uh, different uh, different perspective in the South. So so now, I think we should we should sit on the ground, look at it. Designed together, be the right vehicle for everyone. How to solve it? At that time, there was a military on us in the south, and we are occupied. We can't talk with you guys if you are killing us on the streets. So, so that's that was our no. We need different way how to talk to and 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 find the solution. Then we can. We can sorry, I was I was a bit emotional sometimes in, in, in these issues because 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 it's. it's uh, uh, it's particular these issues when I see that the same thing where we are going again, again, and the same, the same, so the same way how we look at it. So no, we have to sit, we have to talk. No, sir. Yes, no, sir. Yeah, yes, no. I agree. I agree with Omar completely. I couldn't agree with him more. But also, I am wondering. I am wondering which South is he talking about? Also, which which South are you talking about, Omar? Are you talking about that? Toma or Zumra, please, Ramar. We should be realistic. Please, Ramar. I, I, I love you. I love Yemen. I love Safnas. I love everyone. I, I respect you. But now, this is what came to my mind. Also, in the South, there is a problem also. In which, which South you are calling people to? Thank you, Ramar. Thank you, Ramar. Thank you, Ramar. I would add yeah. one thing before I leave. Fernando, I'm going to have yeah. to go. Yeah. Um, I, would, I would appreciate what Amr was saying, um, you know, uh, about the South. Um, I don't think the point is right now about, you know, so we control the South. We're only going to go based on our terms. That's how the Houthi is going to talk. That's how Al-Qaeda is going to talk. It's not just because you control you know, you have a militia or have some in groups that now you're going to have to set your own terms. What do we need to do right now? We need all Yemenis to come together, not under any kind of conditions. Um, we need people to talk about the future of Yemen, not, uh, oh, we were doing this back in the day, but now we can't deal with it. And, and, and let's remind everyone else, the Southern movement that Amr was not part of, it started in 20, um, um, 2007 peacefully to be part of the system, to reform, to make sure that it's an equal access 
to people in the South and in the leadership position. It was not about dividing the country. And now the, the, the way you claim and you have some sort of power in the South, we know most of the militias in the South right now that you claim to be thinking about the independence are funded by United Arab Emirates. If they have the rights to intervene in the country, but now we in the South and the North don't have any say somehow, we can't talk about the future of Yemen. Are we repeating the same thing? No. We need to, everyone to be at the table. From south, north. Yeah, um, yeah, we don't yeah. Ibrahim, Ibrahim Amr is, is saying the same thing. He is saying that we sh should come up with new tools. Exactly correct. Tools. And, and, and this is an initiative. The, the National Day doesn't work anymore. This is our perspective in the south. It, you have to mind this, please, guys, from the north, from anywhere. The, the, this is all tools. The, the GCC uh, initiative, the National Dialogue comes. The uh, political cancer resolutions doesn't doesn't I mean express the, the perspective of the, the southerners. Let's let's look for new tools and sit together. So what would that be? That new tool? I, 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 what the, Ali? What what new tools are you talking about? Can you explain to us what would you recommend going? Ibrahim, the, the South wasn't included in the, the national dialogue. This is the problem. Then the South wasn't included or represented. Just just little or a small group backed by Hadi and his his, his fellows and took them to Sana'a to, to, to represent the South. They ignored the people who are on the ground. This is the problem. So we need new tools. New tools, as Amr said, to, to, to agree on new tools, new ways, new All right, techniques, Ali, and Ali, I, I, I need to say something here, guys. All right, guys, look, I'm going to have to go. It was a pleasure. No, 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 no. no. Please, give, us, give me a second. So, Ali, now you said that. Alaikum, you said that the South, Thank you, the Ibrahim. South, thank you. The, the thank South you, wasn't represented in, in, in the new government or in the dialogue or whatever. So, do you think that, like, you, Ali, just assuming yeah. this, you or, or people behind you represent the South? No, Labib, Labib. Let's, let's be honest. Let's yeah, be calm honest. Down, calm down. Let's okay, be, okay. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Just <laughs> relax, relax. Labib, we are a bit emotional. Well, uh, because because this, is, this is a thing like, like it's, it's really... Uh, uh, I okay. Feel, I feel so okay. Can, can I say something? One, 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 one more thing. Uh, people, and, and this is question also for Amr. People who was born, like born and are raised in Aden, and their fathers and parents born and raised in Aden, considered Nubian or Adenian or Yes, yes, yes. One hundred point. Yes. Okay, and, and they call them. We have, they call we have been saying that. We have been saying that. Thank you. Do you hear some comments from there, or from here, or from there? And you say you are trying to to trim. All right. Okay. Some okay. Let me let me let me let me finish. Let me finish. And and people who their roots back to Hadramaut, like Fulan, 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 Belfaki, but his grand grandpa was anyway Arab, Tamani, or you, you you just confirm that they are going to be in Mia Bil Mia. I'm one of them. I'm one of them. You are a southern. Okay? Why not? I'm one of them. All right. Yeah. I'm 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 Tamani or Adani. Now, I have a different. Okay, let me finish. I have a different perspective. Yes. Uh, 
the South has to be represented in a good way and a right way, no doubt. Okay, not by not by people from Al Qariya, please. Not not, not by not, people. Not from, not from the village. Okay. All right. Okay. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Yeah, let me finish. Give me just give me give me a chance. I've been listening to you guys one hour. Just give me a second. I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry. So so this is uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, now people from Zubaid and Al Galila <laughs> controlling now everything supported by. <laughs> oh no, this is, by, not fair. By... this is not fair. This is not fair, Okay, let me. Okay, okay. Uh, we've been a victims as Adanis. As Adanis, we've been a victim for, for all the conflict happened in Aden after uh, 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 England troops left Aden. People always controlling the South, they are from out of Aden, by the way. Now, we have our own perspective. So, guys, I mean, it's not even fair when you say, okay, those people, they don't represent uh, uh, people from the South. We are the people who represent people from the South. So, first of all, and in the end, short, long story, I'm going to tell you what we have all to see together at the same table under, under the most power umbrella in the whole world, which is the United States of America, because what I believe in, I'm not saying that's because I'm here in, in, in America, no. But we will never ever solve this problem if we sit and on the table by our, wallah, by our own. Because people in Sana'a are supported by Iran, now will Intiqal is supported by the Emirates, uh, some uh, other guys supported by Saudiya, and they all in the same level of the power. All, all of them, all of them. Nobody is scared of nobody. The only one who can push all of them to sit together and and get and settle this problem is United States of America. So this is my my own perspective. This is my this own is perspective. This is one thing, though, uh, Labib and, and Mr. Amr and Ali, it's one of the main issues that we see in the debate over the representation of, of the South, correct? Where in, you know, 2011, the uh, the protest square in Mansoura, for example, it didn't just come out in 2011, as you say, it had been there before 2011. You know, this is the, the youth from Mansoura, from Aden, and from Yafa and everything that, that, that were sitting there since, you know, uh, before 2011. And then we come into uh, 2013 with the National Dialogue and the, that, that debate that Labib just brought up, uh, you, you, you know, kind of explodes, kinda comes further to the surface. It's like, okay, but we, meaning Hirak in the South, uh, we're not invited to the national dialogue. You know, I was in I, I was in Aden when Muhammad Ali went uh, to have his conference and at the Sheraton at Goldmore with uh, you know uh, Lutfi Shatara with all of, with all of these uh, individuals. You know, So then, so then, you know, this was Muhammad Ali coming back to 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 Yemen to participate. And then what we had in Sana'a uh, at the Movin pick, we had this thing where we're, we're boycotting officially, 
But Lutfi Shatara can be there, and, and, and a couple other people can be there. And Muhammad Ali is kind of not Herak, but yes, he, he is representing us as opposed to people from President Hadi, who's from Abiyan, who he picked, whether they were GPC or something, to create this group that was labeled the South, you, you, you know, or people who were in the South um, panel, in the, in the Committee on the Southern Issue, that, you know, Herakis continued to say, but we did not participate in that. So how do you answer that question for Labib that on who represents the South and, 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 and how can you move beyond saying that someone that has been in Sana'a for 30 years can't represent the South and vice versa? Sure. Uh, shall, I, shall I answer this question? Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Uh, well, see, uh, uh, the, the, uh, this is an issue, this is the, the question that everyone was asking, I think, and, and there is a, I think people sometimes uh, misunderstand it. Uh, when we talk about the South, we're not representing, that no one is representing the South. This, this is fundamental, fundamental uh, issues that we have to, to state from the beginning. No one is representing the South. The South is not representing only by referendum, by giving the voice taking the voice of the people. So we have 6 million that they have to represent themselves. How? We know how. Through institutes, through different ways. But when we, what we are talking here is representing the Southern issue. Not the Southern, not the South as a whole. Uh, there is something called Southern issue. And that's why everyone is talking about the Southern issue. The southern issue. So let's talk, define what's the Southern issue. And, and, and when we say that the people who are in, in, in uh, like Muhammad Ali and, and, and the rest of the, of the, of the guys who, who tried to represent the Southern codes in, in, um, in the national dialogue, uh, it's, it, it shows that it's different. I mean, the people, the collective will of the people and the struggles on the streets, everyone is saying they want independence. But you bring someone and saying that we don't want independence. So how come you're representing this issue by, 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 by saying... Uh, no, we are representing those people, but we are, say, we are saying something else. So we are not talking about the South as a whole. Like, uh, Labib has different opinion. Hadi has a different opinion. He's from the South, and others are from the South, and they have different opinion. But we're talking about the Southern cause. Let's discuss the Southern cause. Let's be precise so we can, we can solve it and, and decide who. And, and from our perspective, we, see, we say that whoever expresses what is the southern cause? Then he represented. He represented. So this is the the the, the idea behind why, who represent the south. So if we could, it's always like even Martin Griffiths when he speaks, he says, oh, "Yeah, there's a lots of components, different opinion in the south." And we say yes, and he say, "Yeah." Then whom whom is there to represent? Say, so, "Yeah," but you're totally misleading the 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 the, the, the situation. In the national dialogue, they're talking about the southern coast. They're not talking about the southern uh, people. Uh, when we talk, we talk about the southern coast, not the southern people. The southern people have different ideas, different opinions. So, so that's to correct it from the beginning, how to see it, how to see it. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, regarding the issues of the south, uh, Nasser was saying about the Togma, Zumra, uh, saying in the south, we were, it's, it's, we, we've done lots of work towards that. We had a problem 
among the South. And that's not because of, uh, and also people in Aden, people in Hadramaut, and that because of the centralized system that we had in the South. We, we had a centralized system and, and we centralized everyone and everyone is fighting in Aden to get the power, the power from Aden, trying to get the grab of the power. And that caused a circle of violence and, 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 uh, because everyone is trying to, to get it. And, and, and that's, I think, the problem with the, south, with the North. When we come to the North, I think we've talked about that many times, uh, that the problem with the, the North, that they, they don't accept decentralization. The classical power don't accept decentralization. We've done that in 94 through the, the, uh, I don't know what it is in, 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 uh, in English, the pledge, I think, uh, initiative. Uh, yeah, there was, there was an initiative at that time. And it was mm-hmm. main, yeah, it was mainly about decentralizing Yemen. Right. And I think from our, I think it was wrong because we didn't understand the characteristics the uh, the political characteristic of the north the north doesn't accept uh decentralizing the classical power doesn't accept that but we want to solve our problem in the, in the and, south we and want you to know solve this is this is, this is an interesting point that you bring up because usually we hear that the North had no history of centralization. You, you, you know, so now, you know, the North is, is the one that doesn't uh, understand decentralization. You know, the, in, in 2000, leading up to 2006, the, the 2006 elections, there was a talk of yeah. uh, devolution, you know, giving, electing yeah. governors directly instead of appointing them. And that would be the first step. And then the local municipality elections. Uh, but yes, it, th- that is one of the issues that perhaps later on we can bring you on and, and try to discuss this idea of centralization e- even within the uh, project of federalism, yeah, that, that, that was brought up in 2013, 2014, versus your view, and I'm saying SDC now, not, not just Herak, but SDC, yeah. uh, your view of two regions, you, you, you know, two autonomous regions in a confederation type of thing. Um, I have a, a, a quick question to, to, to ask you still. And Labib, I have one question to follow up right after Mr. Albaith. But Mr. Albaith, you mentioned that there's a, uh, there's a thing of representing the Southern issue and another thing representing the South. That, you know, perhaps Ibrahim and, and Dr. Kirby have a point that, you know, the, the, the lack of centralization, the lack of a central leadership is what kind of, you know, led to more conflict and everything. So, if there is no leadership, no central leadership in the South, you know, in the South, there is a consensus on the Southern issue, right? But there is no head of the South as of yet, if, if, if I read you correctly. Do you think that that in itself is a problem that that is holding back uh, the, the track toward a peace agreement to, toward reconciliation? I mean, if today there was a peace if there was a peace uh, talks called today, who would sit, you know, to represent the southern issue, and would that group or the, that person be accepted in consensus on the south in the south? Uh, see, the, the, I think that's not a problem if you really want to solve the problem. I mean, that's sometimes it's used as as an excuse for 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 undermining the southern cause. They say, oh, there is no centralized uh, leadership, blah, blah, blah. But do we really need a centralized leadership to solve the Southern Coast? Well, who sits at the table then? Who sits at the table tomorrow with... Uh... 
as we say, the who sits on the table is the one who uh, is the one who expresses the southern cause. Whomever who really would represents. She, would the, she or he be elected by some group? Let's say the Supreme uh, Committee of the Hadith. No, there, there is no, there is, there is, there, everything is known. I mean, there is, there is uh, since two thousand seven. There's groups, there's powers was formed from the people inside, uh, from there, representing, the, expressing the, 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 the collective will of the South, Southern people in, in, the, well, in, the, in the framework of, of the Southern coast. So we should bring them. Let's talk. The SEC, what the SEC is doing right, right now, I mean, the SEC mission right now is that trying to develop a design where we can put the southern coast in its right position, then we can bring anyone. STC, not the only one can can talk about the southern coast. We can bring others with us to talk about it. But I think we have the the leverage now to to design that and and to protect that too. That uh, to protect that we we want to, uh, to reach that level because we we've seen that. I mean, when we don't have power. They, they, they undermined us. They offered steps in, in 2011, 2013, 2014, as if we're not there. So, so, so that's the, 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 the role now of the SEC is to, 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 to bring the, the, the southern cause in the right position to be discussed. Who represents that? Then that's something else that we need to discuss also. We need to negotiate too. Right. Right, right, and this goes to my initial question, right, of the theme of the restructuring of this of power in Yemen since 2011, right, where it's now allowed, uh, you know, the creation of real power, not just you know authority or anything, but real power that creates this leverage that now the South has, where it has moved from the 2007 peaceful movement of protest to now having. Uh, we have to admit, military representation since 2015. You know, Aden was liberated, not by an army, but by, you know, the, the population itself being armed and, and, and facing the state at the time, you, you, you know, whether it was Hadi's state, uh, the Ministry of Interior, the, the army, or the Houthi Salah Militia Alliance, right? So now the South can basically say, we have uh, real power in the militia. Yeah, and I mean, now they're incorporated as security belt or special elite forces. But still, you know, we see them, they wear the PDRY flag. That is a symbol of the Hrak. That is a symbol of, uh, as you are wearing now. Uh, it is not, the ROI is not the Republic of, of Yemen flag. <laughs> you, you, you know, so we see the Hrak or the South. Those are realities. Right, right, on the ground. Um, and, and we would love to bring you back when, uh, when, when you have time and, and discuss this more into depth because we really do want to get into these, these issues. And with Labib, one, one, one last question to you, my friend. Um, we've discussed the issue of the youth. We discussed the issue of the youth and how this was um, a youth-less revolution or not, co-opted or not. One of the questions that come up during our conversations with other guests is that the youth have technically disappeared from 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 this movement. Uh, one guest one guest made the comment that it was interesting to see how so many of the young leaders from from 2011, whether it was Taiz or Sana, um, 
were incorporated into the NDC, into the National Dialogue, and then moved on to jobs. But then they kind of sort of have this bigger distance now uh, as spokespersons or, you, you know, as activists for other uh, issues, the distance from, from, from the protest movement. You, you know, so when, when, when we look at this, what is your opinion? Uh, is there a youth movement now, whether it's inside Yemen or outside, um, that would be able to reincorporate, join the the talk, join the the movement, um, or do you think that there's a need for a new generation now? It's ten years. You you, you know those twenty year olds are not thirty. Those twenty five year olds are not thirty five. You know, is there? Do you see a, a new generation inside Yemen or outside that could come to? to take that role, take on that role? Well, I think it's always like this. Uh, honest and innocent people started the good things and the result controlled by the political parties and, and politicians. Now, we are who been in the uh, change square in, in, in Sana'a or Aden or everywhere. I'm talking about the independent people. We still contact each other. We are like, we were there like thousands. Uh, we still like talking to each other, connecting each other, um, trying to do something. But to be honest, the power that we have are very limited. We are not political parties. We could coordinate with them for 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 a good for a good things or or repairing things or like we are doing now here in, in United States. We are trying to in the last four years trying to contact all the Congress, the Senate uh, uh, people, pushing them uh, to do something about uh, uh, the Yemen, uh, the situation in Yemen. Uh, I know my friends in, in England doing the same thing. I know my friends in Canada doing the same thing. We all trying to do something for our country. And we, we, we are trying to, I cannot say that in the future, things will be out of the political party's hands. No, they're gonna stay there. They're gonna control everything. But from the behind of the stage, we are trying to do many things. Like, yes, we are there. People who were in 2011, we are still here acting as much as we can. But our power is very limited. And we have a good connection with the political parties as well. We have a uh, 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 very good connection, to be honest, with the Magnus and Katali, not as uh, followers, but uh, uh, you know, to coordinate for things in the future. All what we need is to gather everybody, all the leaders in the same table, because six years, it's obvious that a military and, and uh, a power and uh, that the field uh, civil war would not get us to any good results. It's right. going to continue but, like this. But again, again, only, my friend, Again, my friend, 10 years later, 
Is there an organization? Is there a group that's leading? If just the same question that I asked Mr. Lustad Amr, you know, if there is a call to peace talks tomorrow, who shows up? You know, you, you know, yeah. we we brought up we brought up uh, Ali Mahmoud and I. We had a discussion with with another guest. Let me, let, me, let me be honest. Let me be honest. No one, no one. We don't have one organization, specific organization. We are independent. Yeah, but the leadership. I mean, uh, you, you you know, uh, the NDC, just like we we described, was not. You know, aside from you, you, you know Sadiq Al Ahmar, uh, Dr. Qurbi, you know Amakawi, all of these individuals who were already political leaders of some sort in, in in some party or another, they were the ones that were there. I was there. I have you, you, you know I've well documented who was there, and then there were the youth, you, you know, and the gap was like this, you, you, you know, and so who sits in the next dialogue? Uh, I mean, right now we're talking about peace, about ending the six-year-long uh, conflict. You know, Hadi and SDC sit together to make peace in Riyadh. Then the Houthis are asking for a peace talks with Riyadh directly, and then Houthis and Hadi. And then the next step is Houthis, Hadi, SDC, and Islah. Or, or how? You know, if 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 I'm somebody that's interested in promoting a peace peace talks my first question is who am i going to bring to the table and what are we going to discuss you know so 10 years after the arab spring are we still talking about the arab spring the ambitions that you that you highlighted when when, when you first addressed or are we talking about a totally different environment where now the, the six years of war have changed that we know that the power structure has changed so now, has the war changed all of that from 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 ten years ago? Uh, well, absolutely. You're gonna t- you're gonna you're gonna call people who have a power right now. You you, you will not call uh, um, people who were in the in the change square like ten years ago, who has no power now and they are not decision makers. You need some. You need the people who are the decision maker can change the situation right now. That who have. Who have the power in the uh, on the ground, like Al Intikali wasn't there in 2011. Al Houthi wasn't there in 2011. I mean, in this power, now they are controlling 70, 75 of our population, and you know, right. and and there are, yeah, and uh, uh, 35 of our land. So now, and, and also the, the Houthi, the equivalent, the equivalent changes. Now, where are the youth? Where are the independent? Youth who started this revolution, to be honest, we will not be represented in any peace dialogue in the future. Why? Because we are everywhere, but no one can say I represent all these independent youth. But it's okay for us. For us, we need that we are good for our country. We don't need. That's why we are actually independent. We are not. Patience to, I mean, I mean, we don't have ambitions to, to get, like, to be a president, ministers, to get any any political uh, positions. All what we need is a good thing and a happy ending for this stupid situation. That's it. right, right, uh, Mr. Ustad Amir. I mean, to continue on this line, um, we 
if there are peace talks tomorrow, you know, I know you're very diplomatic and I know you <laughs> want to uh, talk about, you, 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 you know, uh, a potential solution kind of from above, but what is the mechanism now to re-engage peace talks in Yemen? Do you, does the SDC at this point, after the Riyadh agreement, agree that the Houthis and Saudi Arabia, for example, should talk, and then after that, the Yemeni party should talk? Or is the SDC line still in opposition to, to that process, to that path? Uh, the, 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 uh, I mean, basically our, our, our participation in, in, uh, in forming the, um, uh, compromise agreement, power shared agreement between us and the government mainly is because to, it's, uh, use it as a bridge to, to, um, to be involved in the political process that was led by the UN and, and, uh, and to have, to give us a leverage, as I said before, to design the 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 process of how to 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 resolve the southern issue, and and uh, and that's our main concern right now, and and we use uh, real agreement as as that uh, in order so mainly to 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 administrate the liberated areas uh, from now till the the war and but will how it will end it has. Totally different dynamics. I mean, I mean, different many dynamics, not different many dynamics. There is internal, as you know, regional and international now, and even now, not more international as as you know the the new administration uh, of of um, the United States is, is, is wishing to, to to participate. So, so that all those dynamics will play in the in the in settlement um, how it will it will reach out. So, let's. I don't know. I mean, now, as you know, the Houthis are realities. I mean, we can't say that they're not there. Will they give it up? I don't think so. Uh, uh, and uh, so, so what solution will, will can can be can be put on the table? Um, I mean, is it is it a deal? Is it is it an international deal that I try to wrap everything up inside that deal? Uh, and, and and that will cause another circle of, of violence all the time in Yemen right. and instability. Right. Or will they? It will be like a mix between um, um, speeding up uh, the the process of reaching that settlement, but um, recognizing the difficulties, the internal difficulties, and trying to bring them on the table and trying to discuss them. So right. now this is the 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 the. the uh, the shape of what will happen in 2021, or maybe we won't reach that that level. So, so it all depends. It's it's uh, it's a step by step. We'll see how it goes. But there's new realities that uh, uh, that uh, we have to deal with and find solution. Right. With, Thank you. With Thank you, Ali. Ali, to to wrap it up, your your thoughts. Uh, a question to Labib or Ustad Amr. Oh, I, I don't have any more questions, Commander. Uh, thanks uh, for all the guys who joined us today. <clears throat> and uh, I hope we can repeat, I mean, this session next time because it was, like, very rewarding today. I heard a lot of views, and we touched 
sensitive points and we want to expand i mean I, we want to hear more voices more and in this uh, i mean in the center of the, the issue that we have talked about today right 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 but Again, uh, thank you very much, Ustad Amr. Thank you very much, Ustad Labib. Thank you, thank you for hanging in there for this long version of, of our episode. Um, we really appreciate your time. It's morning in, in New York. It's evening in, in the region. Um, it, it definitely, this is part of what we Ali and I want to bring to the outside world. You know, not just to Yemenis. We want to bring to to non-Yemeni audiences, you know, Yemenis sharing their views, Yemenis, you know, disagreeing, but, you know, agreeing to disagree <laughs> in a way. And and for me, as an outsider, my my main interest is this, you know, how do we get this conflict to, to end? You, you, you know, how do we get, you know, 75% of the population to not starve? in the next uh, 12 months uh, with aid? How do we get stability and economic development in the South in order to you know, alleviate the grievances in the population, uh, which is technically the minority population? We have to, this is reality. Um, but yet it is the vast you, you know, portion of the country. You, you, you know, um, this is where the territory is. This is where the largest coastline is, is in the South. Um, so definitely, thank you very much. Any last thoughts from either one of you? Feel free. Feel free to say any closing remarks. Thank you. Um, I mean, thank you. Thank you for, for, for giving us the opportunity. Thank you Brando so and Ali. And wish you, wishing, wishing you all the best in, the, in this new uh, uh, D1 podcast. And, and we, we hope to see you, I mean, uh, more and more. Uh, and and we, 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 we come together. <coughs> thank you, sir. Thank you, Levine. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, uh, Fernando. Thank you, Ali. Thank you, Amr. And Mr. Nash from, from Sanaa. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Have a good day, gentlemen. Ali. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ali, we have bye -bye. to close it up. Thank you. Give me a minute, Ali. So thank you very much, Mr. Amr. Thank you. Ali, so great stuff. You know, we went beyond what we wanted to. Can't hear you yet. Yeah, definitely more than we we wanted, more than we expected, and 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 we really appreciate the time that that our guests gave us today. Um, we we really hope that that we brought you know issues to the forefront here to the surface uh, yeah. discussion and 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 show that there is so much to discuss in coming weeks, coming months. Um, if we, if we really want to see, uh, uh, peace talks again uh, in Yemen. Yes, and, and I, 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 I like the, the collection of the guests today, the, the, the variety of the guests. They, it was very, very nice. We yeah. heard different voices. We heard uh, from experienced people, from youngsters, from from exactly. people who were in charge with the, the youth revolution, from people outside. It was a very good collection. Exactly. And I think Mr. Amr, Lustad uh, Amr, really brings up, you know, the realities today that they, from, from our point, from our theme of looking at the structure of power, 
that, you know, there are new realities on the ground. And, and Labib agrees that this isn't 2011 anymore, where, you, you, you know, independents can sneak in kind of into the halls of power and, and participate, unfortunately. You know, maybe that's step number two or that's step number three. But at the beginning, the warring parties are the ones that need to sit together and, and agree on a peace uh, agreement, you know, come, come together and, and join. Yeah. Fernando, I hope we can repeat such a, such session and host someone from the, the special employee office right. uh, to to join us. It would be like very very excellent because right. we want also to to hear from them. Yeah, and 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 just as you know, the ten years of the of the Arab Spring come up, you know, we didn't really discuss the the GCC initiative itself. From November 2011, but we have to highlight that indeed, uh, in fact, the Houthis did not sign the GCC agreement of 2011. Herak did not. Whether you know, SCC didn't exist, but Herak didn't sign. This was just a deal between Al Motamar, represented by the president Ali Abdullah Saleh, and the JMP, the Joint Meeting Parties with Islah, the Shtirakis, the, the Socialists. And it was their power sharing. It, it, it was the power structure making a deal with itself. Yeah, between, between them, yeah. To survive, to co-opt the ambitions of the independence of the youth. It, it, and, and, and the international community played a role in that. We have to admit that the international community played a role in maintaining this power structure um, exactly. uh, uh, until 2014. Yeah, as, as Mr. Amr al-Bid said, uh, the situation is totally different now. Right. And, 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 and for me, you know, to, to put it together in a box, you know, we can't anymore because this is definitely outside the box. There, there, there's, need, there's a need to think outside the box if we want a new uh, peace agreement. And this is why I'm very critical of the UN sticking to the word, to, to the letter uh, uh, of the GCC initiative of 2011 and not, you know, deviating from that, uh, you know, even, even the Riyadh agreement, even the Riyadh agreement yes. is framed within that box, right? It's put in that box of the GCC agreement. Yes. Yes. Uh, they are trying, I mean, to, to keep sticking to the GCC and uh, the, the political uh, the security council resolution right. or right. but this will not work right fernando and right. everybody knows 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 this and but they don't want to right. to accept it right and yeah. and my my thing is that i i want to keep pushing i want to keep pushing yemeni person political figures i want to keep pushing them in, in asking them time and time again okay what's the alternative yes you, you, you know, has have the Yemeni parties um, proposed an alternative to, to this box? You, you, you know, will the STC now that not there, now that they're represented, now that they're legitimized and recognized within the GCC initiative framework, uh, will they will they propose a new path forward, or is it that the Houthis having the leverage? And let's say, you know, they have the most leverage on the ground, politically, etc. Um, can they dictate the alternative? Should they dictate yes. the, the, the yes. alternative? 
or is it still up to President Hadi to be creative and come up with a solution, or is it now up to Riyadh uh, to come up with a, a, a new solution, a new GCC? I've pushed since 2015. I said time and time again that there has been a need for a new for a GCC initiative too. You know, which means yeah. a new this concept. Is, this is this is the core problem, Fernando. So we need to come up with a new initiative. We need new tools, as Amr al said. We need right. new tools that, that suit the, 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 the situation now. Right. That address the issue, the reality now, right? The GCC addressed the situation, the reality of 2011, right? But now it's a different reality, as, as our, our guests pointed out throughout. And it will be very interesting to see what we see this year, 2021. Uh, do we see the same mistake? You know, insanity is, you know, defined by doing the same thing over and over and over and over, expecting a different result. You, you, you know, 2021, in my opinion, should be the, the year of creativity, should be the year of proposing new alternatives, new, new mechanisms um, that bring the parties together. Now that we have this Houthi uh, FTO listing, you know, now we have, the, the, this line that the humanitarian situation will worsen uh, in, in the coming weeks. Uh, we're still waiting to see what President Biden does regarding that FTO. Um, and, and really, when you look at the South, you see protests still in Aden for salaries. You know, so the economic situation in Aden is still not solved, even though it's the interim capital of the republic now. You, 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 you know, so now... And we'll tell you something tell you something today, uh, Fernando. My my little kids came back from school telling me that teachers will start striking back again from tomorrow. They, they are not mm -hmm. going to school anymore from tomorrow. Right. This is Sunday the 24th, January 24th. Right. So, new circle. I mean, the government is here, but nothing has been done so far. Right. right. Yeah. And now we can imagine what's going on in Abiyan, right? Or in Shebwa or in Hadramaut, Mahra. Yeah. Socotra, with the economy. The same, the same thing. So we have a lot, a lot to discuss, and we thank you, uh, our listeners, uh, our viewers. Fernando, uh, Fernando, I think the, the next episode, we have to shed light on this. What has the, the government uh, has done since it uh, came back from Riyadh? Because it is... Definitely, we're... Here. We're going to do a, we want to do a hundred day, an episode looking at the first hundred days of, of the coalition government, right? Of the new government. So we'll definitely, uh, you know, we're tracking all of this. We're going to wrap it up in, in, uh, in an episode and, and we have to think of who we're going to invite uh, in order to, to help us discuss these issues because definitely it's going to be important. My friend. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for helping us uh, organize uh, this little episode. We hope the conversation continues. We hope to read more, more comments. We want to thank everyone that's following us on Facebook. We want uh, on Twitter, on our YouTube channel. We love your comments. We, we want to hear more conversation. Uh, please feel free to to send us any any comments that you may have and suggestions, uh, obviously on uh, on shows. But so far, so good. Uh, thank you very much, Ali. Have a good have a good evening. Thank you so we'll much. talk soon. Have a good day.
Thank you, my friend. Thank you so much. Thank you. Let's see you soon. Thank you, Krishna. Thank you. Thank you.